For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in, Chiefs Kingdom. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen, here with Matt Verderam. Matt, for the second time this season, and only the second time since last November, the Kansas City Chiefs have lost a football game. I'm not too concerned about it. I'm actually calling it the... uh, the Chargers, if, if the Raiders beating the Chiefs was the Raiders winning the October Super Bowl or the regular season Super Bowl, this is the Chargers beating the Chiefs in the Week 17 preseason game. I think for the Chiefs, quite honestly, it's probably preferable. It makes the Chargers move down in the draft rate rankings, the draft order. Um, who cares if you're the Chiefs? I mean, this game means absolutely nothing one way or the other. Uh, and no, hey, listen, I, I think the worst thing that came out of the game, obviously, was the injury to DeAndre Baker um, and, yeah. and potentially Willie Gay, depending on how severe it is. Everything else in the game, I don't know that it, any of it matters. I really don't. Like, nothing against, like, Darius Harris. I don't think it matters. You'll have a team with 10 tackles. I don't think it matters, um, you know, the statistics. I mean, Darwin Thompson had a really nice game. Uh, maybe, maybe that's a little something to carry forward into next year. Bell's gone. and, and some, But you know, I, to me, there wasn't anything that stood out other than the injury to Baker that I would say, well, that that might significantly impact them. And Baker won't impact them this year, but he could next year. That was just terrible, too. You know, I've never seen – it looked to me like he his leg just snapped. And I don't think I've ever seen a guy's leg do that when, he, when it wasn't a contact thing. Like, it just gave – I, it was the strangest thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what happened. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it was it was ugly. Um, you know, I mean, he's just running with Guyton. And then all of a sudden, he just goes down. I mean, there's, there's no contact. It was just, I mean, hideous. It, look, it looks, when you watch it, and if you have seen it, you don't need to see it again. Um, just looked like the type of play where, uh, you know, it, the turf monster got him. I mean, I, I, and I don't mean to be callous about it. I mean, really, I think it's just his foot stuck in there in a funny way. He tried to turn, uh, and it just, it just snapped on him. And it's, it's terrible. You hope he's, you hope he's back in time for, uh, for next season, but it's tough. I know from talking to people around the team that they really looked at him as a guy they thought was going to compete for a starting job next year. That's going to be made especially difficult now, considering that if it is as serious as it looks and you throw an air cast on there, it's serious. Um, you know, is he really going to be there for OTAs or for camp? Probably not. 
And if he's not, it's going to be really hard to win a job. Yeah, it's really disappointing for him. He's been trying to battle back and and prove his worth in the league again. And this was a great opportunity for him. And you just hate to see it. And yeah, you're right. When they bring when they bring that little mini ambulance right onto the field, not good. that's that's not a good sign. Um, so you know, we're just our our thoughts and prayers are with him. We hope that he has a, a very speedy recovery uh, and that it's not as not as bad as it looked. Well, it just actually, yeah, they just announced what it is. Oh, so. Good. Um, he broke his femur. Okay. Yeah. So Reed says, my heart goes out to the kid. He'll be able to come back from this. Uh, Willie Gay sprained his ankle and Rashad Fenton, who does matter, who is their slot corner sustained injuries to both of his ankles. Um, so a tough day for the defense, obviously Baker, of course, being the most serious in terms of, of severity of injury gay with a sprained ankle. Look, if it's a minor sprain, uh, you know, he's got two weeks to heal. I mean, that right. you know, depends, but he might be okay. And then with Baker, or with the Fenton, rather, tough to say. Again, I mean, if it's just a mild little strain or sprain, he could be fine. So, um, look, last year the Chiefs lost Thornhill to a torn ACL, which, with all due respect to Fenton and Baker and Gay, that was a bigger loss last year to them because of how many snaps he played and how integral he was to the defense. And this is why you don't play if you don't have to in week 17. This is why. Like, as awful yeah. as it is, I feel awful for DeAndre Baker. Like, imagine the reaction right now if that's, if that's somebody who is a guy who plays 90% of the snaps for the Chiefs. Right? right. Imagine if, you know, if that's somebody who is a critical, critical piece. Um, and that's why, you know, we talked last on the podcast, we talked about, well, should they start? Should they? That's why you don't. That's a thing where yep. he didn't even get hit. It's just a non-contact thing. It, it can happen. And, uh, you know, so – Hopefully he, he can recover, and hopefully uh, Fenton and Gay are back sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's, it's something I think it's important to remember. These guys are they're they're like sports cars of human beings, right? Yeah. And 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 the body is just not like they're they're packed full of muscle, and they've got incredible speed, and they're out there and they're running around, and they don't have to run into another human being to hurt themselves because they're gone. We saw it with Jamal Charles and these ligaments and things. They're just they're so athletic they're they're using so much force and sometimes the body just can't hold up uh it's terrible to see in regards to willie gay that's i, I want to say probably good news as long as they're not it's not a high ankle sprain he's somebody who in a game like this andy reed said before the game we can't rest everybody we, you know we'd like to but we can't we can't bring everybody up from the practice squad because we have to cut guys and we, we saw seals jones get cut because of that and i think in a game like this with willie gay you're looking at it and you're like, okay, like he's not a starter for us, but he's, he's an important part of what we do. He may help us in some matchups and playoffs. We'll be able to get a look at him in, in this game, get him some extra reps, which we know that he needs. So it's a shame that he got injured, but it's also a situation where he goes back there with a sprained ankle. They've got a little bit of swelling. They're not sending him back out there. This is a playoff game, right? He's maybe back out on the field. So Hopefully not as not serious um, and something that after a couple of weeks of rest here, he'll be uh, ready to go. Yeah. And listen, I mean, obviously I hope he can play, but I, I do think it bears repeat. I mean, it's not as though with Willie Gay, he's been playing like 90% of the snaps. Like when he got hurt, if people reacted on Twitter, like, like their, their father just got hurt on the field. Like, look, <laughs> right. I, I, and again, this isn't about whether or not I feel bad for the player, any player who gets hurt ever, I sympathize for. They have short careers. Their 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 livelihoods at stake. 
I'm just strictly talking from the sense of how impactful it is to the Chiefs Super Bowl chances. I don't think Willie Gay is that impactful. Even though I've been screaming that he should be playing him for a month now, like they're not going to play him. They're just not. If they have Hitchens and they have Wilson, they have Neiman, they're going to play those guys. So um, that said, hey, hopefully he's back. He's one more option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of the nuances of the game here in a minute. Let's let's just go ahead and talk about the AFC playoff field is set now. Uh, the yep. games just ended, the afternoon games. There is a late game that our old friend Alex Smith will be playing to try to get Washington into the playoffs. But for the AFC, for the Chiefs purposes, Chiefs, we know, are the number one seed. Buffalo played their starters for a half and just absolutely waxed the Dolphins. Boy, uh, Tua did not look ready for the moment. Did you watch that game, Vertoram? Uh, I watched part of it. I was, today was a day where I don't normally do this, but I, I do occasionally on week 17. I jump all over the place because I'm just trying to kind of go where the action is. Um, I did watch a good chunk of that game. Tua was atrocious. And I really think he was so bad that there's going to be a legitimate discussion and not between people in the media. I mean, that too, but people in the league and people in the Dolphins building about whether or not they should draft another quarterback first in the first round. Cause they have the third overall pick with Houston's pick. Wow. Um, they have the third overall pick. Now if Lawrence and fields go, well, do you take Zach Wilson? If Zach Wilson goes, do you take, do you take fields? I, I don't, I don't know that you do, but I know that you have to have that conversation. He was who, bad enough. He got benched twice and he was, he was Awful. I, I mean, I can't express to who didn't watch the game how bad he was against the Bills. Horrific. Uh, it's not going to be something that sits well going into the offseason. It's, it's hard to believe that that they would pull the trigger so early in his career, but if they've got the opportunity, who's who's slotted for the second pick right now? The Jets. The Jets. Could be interesting. <laughs> something to keep an eye on. Um, so that that did the Dolphins in. Uh, once they lost, had they won, they would have been in. But once they lost, yep. they needed help. So the third seed, the Steelers, they fall to the Browns today. Now, the Steelers were an interesting case. They, they, they didn't play some of their starters, but they did play a lot of their starters. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, they were all out there. They, they made it tight with the Browns, but Cleveland makes the playoff for the, for the first time in 18 years. Pretty, uh, pretty incredible accomplishment. Um, nobody else could get that done over there. So the Steelers with the three seed. Uh, the Titans won late off a doink and through the uprights against the Houston Texans. They're the four seed. Ravens five, Browns six, and then the Colts won at the Jaguars. They're the seven seed. So your wild card matchups, Colts at Bills, Browns at Steelers. They'll play for a third time. And the Ravens are going to Tennessee to take on the Titans in a rematch for of the team that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. If you're Baltimore, were you really hoping that, I mean, do you want to play the Titans or do you want to play the Colts? Man, you know what? The AFC, I cannot remember a year, and I'm sure there's been one in 27 years of watched football, where – I've looked at the AFC playoff picture and I don't see one team that's that's not good. Like normally you'll get the playoff picture and you're like, all right, some some BS team got in at nine and seven. They stink. Right. Whatever. Who's that team? Who's that team? Every single team in the playoff picture won at least eleven games. I, I don't know who that team is. Now, 
If I'm Baltimore, who would I rather play out of those two? I I would probably you know I'll tell you what man if I was Baltimore I'd probably play, I'd rather play Indianapolis. I think so too. I agree. B- because I I think if if you're Baltimore you don't want to get into a game where you know if you know, Tennessee could get up on them like that's the thing the Ravens like the the Ravens are a team that they've got to play a certain way we've talked about this right like they've got to get up. They've, yep. they've got to get a lead. They've got to be, or at least stay really tight in the game. They've got to be able to pound the ball, pound the ball. I mean, hell, they ran for like 400 effing yards against Cincinnati today. The Tennessee's defense is an atrocity. It is absolutely the worst defense in the playoffs. It's not even close by a country mile. They're awful. But part of their problem and why they're so bad is they have the worst pass rush in the NFL. Well, guess what doesn't matter against Baltimore? Your pass rush. Because they don't throw the ball. So if you're the Titans, you're like, this is great. Our biggest weakness is something that means nothing against Baltimore. Now, right. I don't know. That, now, now, Baltimore could win. They could run the ball for 300 yards in this game. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm the Titans, you beat them in the playoffs bad last year. You beat them in the regular season this year. I mean, you're going with all the confidence in the world. And both those games were, were at Baltimore. So if I were the Ravens, I would have rather seen a Colts team that I think really struggles to score rather than a, than a Tennessee team that – Look, Tennessee scored more points than anybody in in the league this year other than Green Bay. Yeah, they can really get it going. Tannehill made a, an incredible throw at the end of that game, uh, this game they that did. just happened uh, against Houston to to secure the division title. I agree with you, man. If I'm Baltimore, I don't want to go up against Derrick Henry. Like, no. I, I don't have to deal with that play action. It's gonna. I want to blitz. It's going to slow me down because I'm going to have to worry about him – Tannehill rolling out and hitting me over the top for a deep shot. I'd much rather play the Colts and play a, a rookie running back and Jonathan Taylor, who's looked spectacular here in the last part of the season, but right. you know, Rivers is a little bit older. That team's got to win a certain way. I, I just, I think that the Titans are a little bit more dynamic. That's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be really interesting. The storyline will obviously be, can the Ravens get revenge? And as we've seen against the chiefs, that's if that's if that's a motivating factor for them, it's not getting the job done because they can't, they haven't been able to beat Kansas City. That 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 could be an interesting game. I, I think the Titans might win that one. I mean, I don't I don't know who I, I'm going to pick to win that. That to me is the biggest toss up of the weekend, um, and I guess rightfully so since it's four or five. But you know, I look at the Buffalo game, and I see a lot of Bills fans thrilled to death that they're playing the Colts. I don't know if I were the Bills that I'd I'd be that thrilled about it because I will, I'll tell you right up front, I will pick the Bills to win the game. I think the Bills are playing the best football in the NFL right now. I think they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, I think the Bills are really, really good. Okay. They're absolutely good enough to win the Super Bowl. The one thing about that game that would scare me if I'm a Bills fan, and you mentioned it, Jonathan Taylor's run the ball really well. The Indianapolis line is really, really good. Buffalo's front is not good defensively. And I can see a game in Buffalo when it's frigid, if they get bad weather in that game, where the Colts are just pounding the ball over and over and over. Another thing in that game is the Bills don't get they don't get pressure. And Rivers, when he's comfortable, can throw the ball. Like he he's not who he was 10 years ago, but if he's comfortable and behind that line against that front, he should be. 
he's going to be able to throw the ball. Now, the flip side of that is, can Buffalo just score enough to turn the game into where Rivers is to throw the ball You know, at a rate that they'll pick him off once or twice? It's possible. But Matt Eberflus, who is the defensive coordinator for the Colts, he's a really good coordinator. He's a top three defensive coordinator in the league. They play a lot of cover two, which means they're not going to get beat over the top. They're not going to give up explosive plays. They're going to make Buffalo drive down the length of the field in small increments. Um, and, and they get a lot of pressure. They have, they have three guys with seven and a half plus sacks. Buckner and Autry are a load inside to deal with. I think that game is going to be a lot harder for the Bills than people think it's going to be. I would not be surprised if the Colts win that game. I think the Bills will win. I think it'll be very close, but I would not be surprised if the Colts win that game. It'd be interesting to see if Indy dares the Bills to run the ball, which has not been a strength of theirs other than Allen scrambling around a little bit. That's an interesting – nobody's hotter than Buffalo coming into the playoffs. They've looked fantastic the last few weeks. But as we saw with the Ravens last year, it doesn't matter. You're hot until you're not, until you get smacked on the mouth in, in, in uh, January. Well, and you know what? You know, it's funny. I was just thinking not about that specific example, but it's a perfect one. I remember when the Chiefs had that year, 2015, they started one and five. Then they won 10 in a row. They went into Houston, won 30 to nothing. And then they went to New England. And the Chiefs gave a reasonable showing, but they just weren't good enough to beat New England. And that's going to be, look, I guarantee you, that's going to be the storyline here before the Chiefs' first playoff game. Everybody's going to hype up whoever they're playing because it's not fun to sit there and be like, oh, the Chiefs are going to win. I mean, it, you know, they're supposed to win. But, you know, look, I've seen so much about, well, you know, this is how the Chiefs are playing right now. And this is a stuff. I, I don't care because ultimately the NFL is not a best of seven. It's a best of 60. It's a best of 60 minutes. Can you beat them for 60 minutes? And any team in the playoffs could beat the Chiefs for 60 minutes. But you know what? Not one of them would be favored to do it. Some team is going to have to go into Arrowhead and in the divisional round, they're going to have to do it with the Chiefs having multiple weeks of rest and self-scouting, and they're going to have to actually beat them, not play within a touchdown, not give them a scare, not almost sort of kind of beat them if they had 18 plays go their way, beat them. And I, I think, look, it's going to be, if I, as a Chiefs fan, and obviously people who are listening, you are as well, I think you got to be happy. I mean, ultimately, you're the one seed. You're, And I'll tell you right now, if you get Tennessee or Baltimore, whoever comes out of that game, that's going to be a brawl and a half, whoever comes out of that thing. So that team's going to be beat up. If you get, if you end up getting Cleveland, I, I think you've got to feel like, okay, look, they can run the ball, but defensively they're not very good. The Chiefs should be able to score a bunch of points. And if you get Indianapolis, I actually, I actually think Indy and Buffalo are the two worst matchups for the Chiefs in some ways. Now, I, I think – I think the Chiefs would beat either one of them. But Indy, because they spread the ball out so much, it's kind of hard to know what they're doing. they got that great offensive line. That said, if I'm the Chiefs, um, I want the Colts to win that game. Because to me, I don't think Rivers can beat Mahal. I just don't. I, I think that would become a game where he'd have to make too many plays and he couldn't do it. But it's fascinating. It really is. You, know, you could make a case for any of these teams to win on wildcard weekend in the AFC, and you wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, when, when we're talking about who the Chiefs might, might play in the divisional round, we know it won't be the Bills and we know it won't be the Steelers, but everybody else is in play theoretically, right? Um, they could see the Browns. I just don't think I watched them today. 
Pittsburgh, I'll tell you, here's the interesting thing about that game. Mason Rudolph is not a good quarterback. But he, no, he's not. He's got an arm. And he heaved that ball up there a few times. And Deontay, Deontay Johnson and those, those receivers in Pittsburgh were making plays. Claypool, Johnson. And you and I have talked about Roethlisberger and his helium balls. And, you know, I was, I was like, man, you know, if you're the Browns, ah, man, why are we having, why are we struggling in this game? And it was, I think, because the Steelers took shots. I actually thought the Browns defense did a pretty good job overall in the game, but Pittsburgh just got a couple shots against them. Cleveland's defense has not been good. So do you think that in this, I'm, I'm sure I know what your answer is going to be, but do you think that the exposed some like, I, I'm not saying that the Steelers are better with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, but are they a little bit more explosive? No, no. Okay. Um, I, I just, because Mason Rudolph sucks. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know how to even say, like, he sucks. If you're the Steelers, like, yeah, in the sense that he'll throw the ball on the field, yes. But, like, he'll also – look, he's also the kind of guy to throw four picks and just throw you right out of the game. I think the Steelers are going to have to win by doing what they've done all year long. Dinks and dunks, play really good defense, force a couple turnovers. I will say this. I'll be up, up front. I think the Steelers are going to pull Cleveland out. That is the one game I, I do not I think, think so is going to be close. Um, and I apologize because I know you you uh, have a soft spot for Cleveland, but I <laughs> I do, I, I do. just don't. But you know, they're just that, they they they're just not that good on defense. And right, and, right. And when Mayfield and when a team comes out determined to stop the run, can Baker Mayfield make you pay? And the the receivers are they've got some some talent there, but like there's nobody you're afraid of on defense with with OBJ out when Cleveland lines up uh, no. with the wide receivers, right? No. So. That's what Pittsburgh's going to do. They're going to come out. They're going to try to stop the run. They're going to blitz the crap out of Baker Mayfield. And if the Browns, I, I'll tell you what, the best game I saw the Browns play all season long was when they just came out and put it on the Titans. And yeah. in that game, they came out and it was very clear. Now you've mentioned the Titans defense is not good, but they came out and they were like, we're, we're, you, you're going to try to stop the run. We're going to play action you to death early. And Mayfield was on target and he was hitting shots. If, if the Browns have any hope in that game, that's going to be the way it has to go. It's going to have to be Baker Mayfield that wins them the game and Chubb and Hunt take care of things late. Otherwise, I think it's going to be – that's going to be the one game that's not even close. I just – I can make a real compelling argument for Indianapolis. Maybe I even did earlier. I could make – Baltimore or Tennessee like we talked about. I That game to me, if Tennessee can at all limit Jackson running the ball, they'll win the game. They'll win. Yep. They'll beat him. But if that turns into one of these games where Jackson goes off for like 150 yards, they're in trouble. But you know what? <laughs> they did a damn good job on him last year. They, right. I mean, I know Jackson people say, oh, you went for like 500 total yards. Yeah, that's great. They had 12 points. He was awful in that game by and large. I mean, that, that was a lot of, uh, you know, fluff yardage. If you're, if you're the Titans, it's all about how can they go out the field? Because they can score. Like people think they're just Derrick Henry, who, by the way, not bad. Two thousand yards this season on the ground. Incredible. Um, but they have AJ Brown, they have Corey Davis, Johnny Smith's a decent tight end. Like Tannehill's a top eight quarterback. They can play. They have a major offense. I will say this: I think the, of all the teams the Chiefs could play in the in the wild card round, which right now is is obviously the last four seeds. So you know, Baltimore, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. 
I think in terms of just a one-on-one matchup, I think Cleveland would be the easiest matchup for the Chiefs because I just think they'd, they'd score quite a bit. And, and, and what, I think Tennessee is the other one, though, because as good as they are offensively, they can't stop them. I think the Chiefs seriously, if they had to in that game, would score 55 points. I, I don't think Tennessee would ever force them off the field. They have no yeah. pass rush. I, I think if you're the Chiefs, like if you're just rooting for the easiest divisional round matchup, you want Cleveland or Tennessee, in my opinion. We'll we'll get into our predictions later in the week for Wild Card Weekend, or as they're calling it, Super Wild Card Weekend, yes. which is kind of hilarious. I'm sure some executive thought that up ten years ago, and they finally got to do it, and they're they're very excited. All right, let's just talk a little bit about the game and get the heck out of here. So this again, preseason week seventeen preseason game, Chiefs fall to the Chargers. I didn't even write down the final score. We predicted twenty four twenty three. I thought the Chiefs might win. They looked a little okay early. You predicted it, 27-20 Chargers. They won by more than that. A lot of – and you predicted this as well. The, the offense was super vanilla. They came out. Chad Henney did a fine job. A lot of screens, running the ball with Darwin Thompson. Just not really anything particularly exciting. We talked about the DeAndre Baker injury, the Willie Gay injury. Did you say anything you liked out of Darwin Thompson in this game? We did talk about well, wanting to see what he had. Uh, he led the team in rushing right. and receiving, right? Yeah. No, he, he was explosive. I, and, and you know, that that's what we saw in limited action with him last year, especially in the preseason. He is a guy who can make plays. He's, he's someone who, who's got a lot of ability. Um, maybe doesn't quite have the playbook down the way he needs to at this point. Um, and is just behind Edwards, Alaire, and Bell on the depth chart. And of course, Darrell Williams was the blocking back. But um, listen, ultimately – I thought Pringle acquitted himself well. I thought Darwin Thompson acquitted himself well. Um, fair warning, by the way. I think my daughter's about to walk in the room. So if you hear a, a three-year-old girl shrieking in the background, that's why. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought, listen, they, they did well. They, they did well. I thought, I thought Thompson certainly was the star of the offense. And Pringle was the other one. I thought Pringle played very well. And he might have a bigger role next year. Yeah, Pringle Pringle always makes some plays. Four receptions, 52 yards, a touchdown. Average 13 yards per reception. Uh, caught four of his six targets. Oh, hi, Maisie. <laughs> the whole family's in. I love it. Can you say, can you say go, Chiefs? Go, but I do it. Can you say go, Chiefs? But, but I can't leave. She's just trying to grab the mic. <laughs> she was so close. So we tried, we tried. <laughs> That's all right. Just keep working on it and we'll get it. We'll get it ready before the playoff game. Um, yeah. I, I really like what I see out of, out of Pringle. He's uh, there you go. Go cheese from the distance. He had that one big catch where he broke about uh, a 31 yard reception. And he broke about four or five different tackles it was absolutely incredible. Um, so here was a game too. When we talked about who showed up, who didn't show up and that's McCole Hardman two receptions, 25 yards. Yep. And he fumbled and cost the chiefs a touchdown and helped the game get out of hand. And this game would have been a lot closer heading into the second half uh, without that. What do you think is, is McCartman just, is Hardman just destined to be a complimentary piece and that's it. Is he a DeMarcus um, Robinson? Probably, probably, which is a shame because he's got a lot more talent than that. By the way, I'm in the minority in this. I was glad he fumbled because he's been doing this now week after week after week where he will not fair catch a football 
Yeah. And he gets absolutely crushed the second he makes contact with it. Now, this one, you know, bounces and he picks it up, whatever. But like, I don't know whether it's Dave Tobe who doesn't tell him to, to fair catch a football or if he just refuses to do it. If I was Dave Tobe, I tell him the next time you do that and you don't fair catch a ball, you're done. I will never put you back there. Like, I'm all for he's a dynamic player. If he's got room, fine. Try to make a guy miss. But the worst thing you can do is turn the ball over. And he, and to his credit, he usually does not do that. But he, he boy, he pushes it to the limit. And it is frustrating, I got to say. Like, he's a guy who's more talented than his numbers show. But ultimately, you are what your numbers are. And he, he doesn't force his way on the field. They clearly don't trust him as a receiver to do more than a, a select few things. I mean, how many times does he catch a slant pass? How many times does he catch an in-cut or a corner? He doesn't. He, he's, it's either a jet sweep, a push pass, a wide receiver screen, or a go route. And, I, you know, every once in a while, it's a cross. Like, at some point, you got to have a route tree. You know, everybody mistakes, you know, Tyreek Hill, yeah, he, sure, his, his speed is world-class. It's ridiculous. But you know what else is great about Tyreek Hill? Think about all the routes I just said. He runs all of them. Yep. Tyreek Hill gets open all the time because of how great he is at running routes combined with his speed. I mean, think about Wasp. That does not happen if he's not an elite route runner. He knew that he had to flip Jimmy Ward's hips, and the second he did it, he broke back, and he had perfect footwork, and he, and he ended up creating about 20 yards of separation. I don't want to write Hardman off just yet, but I'll t- this offseason to me is absolutely critical. They're probably going to move on from Watkins. And this is my opinion. I haven't done any digging with sources on this yet. But they're probably going to move on from Watkins. They're probably going to move on from Robinson. Like, they need McCall Hardman to be a number two and step up. And you're going to know – forget what the Chiefs say publicly. You're going to know what they think in free agency in the draft. Because if they go out and they sign a guy or they, or they try to retain Watkins – it tells you everything you need to know about what they think of McCall Hardman as a number two receiver in this offense. It's going to be really interesting on the special team side of things. Fenton and Pringle were returning kicks. Uh, that was interesting seeing. They both did a, a pretty good job. Fenton had a 44 yard yeah. kick return. So, you know, you turn some heads there. Um, Pringle Pringle could be a guy maybe we see in the playoffs if, if the confidence in Hardman is, is a little bit shaken. Uh, other good news, Harrison Bucker hit all three of his extra points. Um, and uh, nice job by Chad Henney, I thought, came out with you know probably not very much of a game plan and no. didn't turn the ball over, did what you expect your backup quarterback to do. Hopefully, we will not see him take the field for the Chiefs again, at least until next preseason. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to, to this game. Uh, was, you know, it, I, I was annoyed. I didn't want the Chiefs to lose. 15-1 and would have been cool, but... You know, this week was just about getting some young guys some reps and keeping everybody healthy and making sure nothing happened to Patrick Mahomes over on the sidelines. I got to be honest with you. I was a little bit upset to even see him out there. He should have been at home with a blanket, some hot cocoa. You know, I mean, what if what if you, we've seen guys get hurt on the sidelines before? If somebody rolls into you. I mean, they should have had him in a box like 15 feet from the sideline. Uh, I was okay with him being on the sideline. But I'm I'm glad. I get nervous. Uh, I uh, I'm okay with it. But hey, look, <laughs> all's well that ends well. He didn't get hurt, and now he's he's raring to go. You know what? By the way, um, I was thinking about this a little bit coming into the podcast here as we get ready to wrap up. I I thought about it. Like 
I think Mahomes is going to have a massive game in the divisional round. I don't even care who they play. Because all you're going to hear about for the next couple of weeks, and you've heard this week, is how he's not the MVP. Which, by the way, and people are going to hate on me for this, I, he's not the MVP. Aaron Rodgers is. But he's not the MVP. Then you start hearing all the stuff about, well, I think Josh Allen, he's really the, he's the number two guy, which, no, he's not. No, he's not. Um, the guy sucked for a month. Okay, Mahomes has had one bad start in three years. But, you know, and, and he won the game. But you start getting into all this, well, you know, I don't know. You know, Mahomes, he didn't play well in December. He didn't. All I can think about and hear all this stuff is the stuff that we heard for 20 years of New England. And how it, every time, remember a couple of years ago when the Chargers were 12 and four and they went, it was 2018 and they went up to Foxborough in the divisional round and everybody and their mother was like, I'll tell you, Pats are old. They're going up there. Phil Rivers and those boys are going to give them a problem. It was 34 yeah. to seven at halftime. It was like, oh yeah, right. Never mind. It was just an absolute murder scene with like two minutes left in the first half. And I just think you're going to hear all this all week and, and next week about Kansas City's vulnerable, Kansas City's vulnerable, Kansas City's vulnerable. And then the game's going to start, and you're going to be like, oh, right, never mind. Like, it's going to be 24 to 7 with, like, yep. five minutes to go in the second quarter. And you're going to go, wow, okay, you know, I, I, feel, I feel better about that. I, I could be wrong. And, and by the way, we're not all that removed from those days. Two years of those same playoffs I just referenced, the Chiefs hosted the Colts. There was everybody and their mother was picking Indianapolis to win that game against Kansas City. Andrew Luck, they're on fire. They're playing. They were at, playing the best football in the league at the time. The Chiefs destroyed Indianapolis. Absolutely, dis- they were up seventeen nothing before they had a first down. I just, you know, you said it earlier. You're hot until you're not. I, I just, I in the playoffs, it's about matchups. It's about matchups. It's about one on one. And you know what? The other part of this thing is, too, you know, with the Chiefs, you're not going to get a B game plan. They're all like, well, we don't need to show a lot of stuff because we don't, you know, you're getting everything that they've got in these games. Yep. It's the playoffs. Andy's got, I, I promise you, Andy's got 20 or 25 plays they've not run all year that they've been waiting for the playoffs. Do so they have practiced every single week, like Rose Bowl Parade last year in the Super Bowl, like Wasp, which they hadn't run all year long? Like that, those things. They don't have to use them to beat Denver. They will use them in the playoffs. I guarantee you in the, in the first game and even moving on, but especially in, you're going to see a dozen plays that they have never shown before. And guess what? You haven't seen them. Neither has the other team. Yeah. They say you don't want to face Andy Reid off a bye. Well, how about three bye weeks? Cause that's pretty it's much what good. he's had here. As you mentioned earlier in the week, he's going to self scout and now he gets to sit back and watch all of these teams play. And I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be the Chiefs' first round opponent as long as they come out and execute. I think they're going to be all right. All right, everybody, we are going to get out of here. Short podcast this week because I mean, it was a fake game. So um, we'll be back midweek. We will preview the AFC playoffs, we'll review injury news, those types of things. And then, uh, yeah, just enjoy the, enjoy the playoffs. You get a week where you don't have to worry about the Chiefs. You can do some scouting as well uh, and see, um, you know, how you add your prediction to ours when it comes time to predict who the Chiefs will play in the first round of the playoffs. All right, everybody. Uh, hope want well, to wish you a happy new year, by the way. This is our first uh, podcast in the new year. Happy new year to you all. And uh, we'll see you midweek. 
for a little AFC playoff preview. For Matt Burberry, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Chiefs! This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.